After finishing the last chapter of Mishnah of Shabbos, which discussed the different things that animals are allowed to go out wearing in a public place on Shabbos, this next chapter, the sixth chapter of Mishnah Shabbos, discusses what people are allowed to go out wearing on Shabbos in public. Again, with the basic premise, the basic halacha that's always important to bear in mind, which of course is of practically relevant if anyone lives in a place without an Eruv, that always anything that's considered a garment, anything that's clothing, somebody's allowed to wear, even if there's no Eruv. Because not only is that not considered carrying, of course nobody would ever go out without clothing. So clothing a person could always wear even if there's no Eruv. What this chapter is going to deal with are different things that a person could wear, that there are certain circumstances that they might be considered garments, but even so one can't wear on Shabbos as this chapter is going to be talking about it. And this chapter is more complex than the previous chapter, which is what's the reason that's given by some commentators why the Mishnah first started talking about why things that animal animals wear and then going to human beings because the human beings' halachas are more complex, there are more details. Now, before we begin the Mishnah, <clears throat> it's important to say as a preface, these Mishnayas, this chapter is going to um, fluctuate between men and women. It's going to say women, men, women, men. And as an important preface to understand this chapter, so you know that the Torah teaches, it's one of the 613 commandments, and I realize this is a contentious issue, especially today in today's climate, and for a lot of people it's a very personally painful issue that people deal with this in their own lives, and I'm sensitive to the humanity in that, and I'm not Khalila making light in that, chas v'shalom, the challenges that people have, but according to Torah, the, there's a prohibition that a man cannot wear clothing of a woman and a woman qu- cannot wear clothing of a man. And leaving aside the humanitarian issue that is going on today about that, throughout the generations there's been questions of what does that mean? I mean, in Arabic societies, men wear skirts and women wear pants. So it's always been throughout the generations exactly the definition of what it means, men's cl- clothing, women's clothing. But this Mishnah very much talks about the standards of clothing of, of, for women and men at the time of the Mishnah. And therefore, it's important to bear in mind that this is written for the time of the Mishnah, and therefore not all these halachas will be applicable today, because this is a very... The, the Torah law always is eternal, that, one, that a man can't wear women's clothing and, and, and vice versa. But what that means in every generation, that obviously is subjective to a generation, and that's what, why there are halachic authorities, etc., so a lot of these particular details might not be applicable today in our generation, but this is the standard that's for the time of the Mishnah. So let's see the Mishnah inside. With what may a woman go out on Shabbos? <clears throat> Into a public thoroughfare, and with what may she not go out? A woman may not go out. Not with woolen threads or linen threads or straps that are on her head. In other words, all these three things are things that she wears to tie her hair up with. Woolen threads, linen threads, or straps are all different types of things she could use to tie her hair up with, and she can't wear them in public on Shabbos. Why not? Why can't she go out with these different things braided in her hair? So <clears throat> the Gemara explains that the next phrase in the Mishnah is actually an explanation. She may not immerse herself in a mikvah unless she first loosens them. 
And that's the explanation for why she can't wear them out on Shabbos. Meaning, we know that the, a woman, after she menstruates, in order to be able to be with her husband again, to be pure, she has to go to a mikvah. And when a woman is, goes to a mikvah, there can't be anything uh, interposition between her flesh and the water. She has to go completely naked with nothing between her body and the water at all. Now, that includes certain braids in her hair. And therefore, these braids she would have to take out of her hair. And therefore, the rabbis made a decree that no women, even women that are older that don't have to use the mikvah, that don't menstruate, but no women, because of the fact that the rabbis made a decree, and it's called loy plug, it's a decree that it's across the board. When rabbis make a prohibition, it's not like only in certain circumstances. It's an all-across-the-board prohibition. So they prohibited women to wear these type of braids that they would have to take out of the hair when they go to the mikvah. Why? Because the rabbis were afraid that the women would take them out of the hair when they go to the mikveh, so it shouldn't be a chatzitza, because again, there can't be something between the water and the hair, so they would have to take it out so the hair could be in the water, but they were afraid that then, after using the mikveh, she wouldn't be able to do her hair up well, so she would carry with her in public, and, and then she would end up carrying it on the street on Shabbos, and therefore the rabbis forbade all women to wear things in the hair that are difficult for her to put back into her hair. A hat or a shaitel, things like that are of course fine, but things that are difficult to tie back in her hair, the rabbis forbade always for all women because of that fear that she'll come to carry. Says the Mishnah further, and now the next couple of things the Mishnah is going to say are all types of jewelry and ornaments that a woman can't wear, but here it's not, they're, they're considered ornaments and really therefore from the Torah she should be able to wear them because they're jewelry, but the rabbis forbade them because since they're fancy, the rabbis were afraid that she would take them off to show her friends in public thoroughfare, and then she would come to carry them. So, not with a frontlet, which is some kind of forehead jewel, some, uh, something that she wears on her forehead. Nor with head bangles when they are not sewn, meaning that these are head bangles that usually are sewn on this frontlet, this forehead jewel thing. And the Mishnah is saying that when these things are not sewn to her hat, and she could take them potentially off and show her friend, then she can't wear them out in public on Shabbos. But if they're sewn to her hat, she can't take her hat off, so then she could wear them on Shabbos. North forehead pad into public domain, all these things into public domain. A forehead pad is something that she puts on her forehead so that the jewels on her on her hat shouldn't hit her forehead. And again, it's a fancy thing, so afraid she'll show it to her friend. Not with a jewel. Some kind of brooch that's made in the shape and the form of a golden city, usually like Jerusalem. Vlebekatla, not with a necklace. Vlebenazomim, nor with nose rings. Vlebetabasrein alechoisam, not with the ring that doesn't have a signet, meaning a ring is a jewel, even a fancy jewel, a ring, not, not like a business ring. A ring as a jewel that doesn't have a signet still, but we're afraid that she's going to show all these things to her friend. Vlebemachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach